Europe has become a destination of choice for more than half a million asylum seekers from Syria. However, this number represents only about 5% of all Syrians displaced by the conflict. Most displaced Syrians continue to live away from their homes within Syria or in Turkey, Jordan and Lebanon. These Europe-bound Syrian refugees crossed the Aegean Sea from Turkey to Greece and applied for asylum in Europe. Asylum seekers seeking refugee status in Europe must apply individually and demonstrate to state officials that they would at minimum face serious persecution due to race, religion or other factors if they return to their home country. Approved refugees receive work permits and some may begin the process of applying for family members to join them. You are listening to The Undocumented, a part-time project which aims to give a full-time voice to the voiceless. Mo is 18. He likes stand-up comedy and admires Charlie Chaplin. He left Syria in 2017, worn down by a war that after seven years appears to have no end in sight. He is staying in a hotel in the center of Athens, along with his younger brother and their mother, as well as with other refugee families from Iraq, Syria, Pakistan and Afghanistan. We met Mo at a youth center where he spent his time after school and we discussed his application for asylum in Greece, the trip from Turkey to Lesbos and how life has been since he left his country. Let's go deeper. Why did you leave your country and Be, came to Greece? Because of the war, of course. Mm-hmm. Can you explain more? So, if I can explain more. So, in Syria, we don't know exactly who we are fighting. So, and there's the law in Syria that when you become more than 18 or an adult, you must go and fight but technically you don't know who you are fighting. Mm-hmm. And second, in Syria, you know, you can't, you can't have knowledge about what can happen after five minutes, even in the most safest places. Like a lot of times a bombs didn't explode in the middle of Damascus. So you and your family decided to leave? Yes. And from Syria you went to Turkey? Yes, and from Turkey we came here to Greece. Uh, did you come to Athens first or did you go no, to an island? No, we came to an island. Which one? Lesbos. And, and we stayed in Moria camp. For how many days? I think for like three or four months. Can you tell me more about your experience in Moria? Why you stayed there so much? So the problem is we stayed there so much because... So we didn't stay very much in the camp. We just like stayed one or one and a half month. But my brother did have a surgery before 
in his head and they took us to a house. In Lesbos? Yes, in Lesbos. So you went through an interview and a screening process? We went to the screening pro... Yeah, we went to an interview, yes. It was, you know, in the beginning a little bit scared, but it depends on your situation. Like, if if you're really refugee and you need it, they will accept you, of course. So you need to have your papers in order to prove that you are a refugee? No, you need your papers to prove that you're Syrian. Or from whatever you are. Do you know who is responsible for that process? No. Mm-hmm. Was it in Greek, English, Arabic? Uh, it was in Greek, but there's translators. And then from Moria you moved to Athens. Mm. Mm-hmm. And are you planning to stay in Greece? Technically, like, we don't know. It depends on the situations. Like, if I found a job, if we found like a good house, if they gave us a good house because we're living in hotel now. And if I found a job and I, you know, like keep studying, like why not? It's safe. I have a job. I have a safe life. We would like to stay, but if like the situation was was different, like we have must leave or something. How's life in the hotel? It's so the people who work there for me they are very nice but the problem is it's the life it's not very good because we're too much people. Can you say how many? Not very much, but more than more than seventy. Uh, when they accept us in the island they gave us a you know like something called osvais which is i don't know it's like id or something but it's written on it when will our interview will happen so it depends on our interview they will decide that if we can be a if we can be refugees or they will take us back to Turkey. So it depends on the situation, the time. Like there's some people that they gave them appointment after one year. There's people after two years. There's people after like, I don't know, six or seven months. The problem is that the place that we must do the interview, it's you know, just one service. And all the refugees must go there. So if you want to be in early turn, the best situation that you can do is sleep before one day. So you must sleep in the night and the next day you can have your turn in the street. Who sent you there initially? Who told you that you have to do this and that in order to apply for asylum in Greece? Actually, uh, we were asking or something, yes. So we know, they just like tell us the information, but we must know where and how we have to go. But there's, you know, like social service or something. So we have to go to them and ask them. What did you say to them 
when it comes to why you left the country and why you are not willing to go back? So I told them it's because of the war and everyone knows about war. And second, I can't go back because of the war. And second, because we don't have anything more in Syria. What do you mean? Because we had a house, we were the owners of the house, but you know, there was small uh, battle happened in my place. So the whole place was closed and we must uh, borrow or something in another place. So we have to pay money every month and our situation was very bad. So we came here, we traveled. Uh, how much time after the, um, the interview you had an answer? They gave us you know the answer you know like almost directly after the interview finished because you know our situation is like miserable like my brother have done a surgery my mother is very like she's old and i'm helping the family so there's no miserable situation more than that so how are you helping the family so actually because of my mom that she's old and my brother have done a surgery and he have some physical problems. So I'm almost the only translator in the family because I'm the one who speak English. And second, if they send us anywhere, I'm the one who have to go with my mother. How, how it has changed for you from day one in Greece Till today, has something changed for better or for worse? You know, like some things for better and some things for worse. Mm -hmm. For the better things, it's to understand that I'm in safe place and and I got the Islam that I, I am a refugee, that they're not gonna send me back. But the bad thing is that how is the people like used to the things? You know, like some people don't know where is Syria, which is, you know, like very shocked, you know, like for six years or seven years, and there's people who don't know where even she is. Why do you think it's that? I think it's because of the TV world that we are living today. And second, because of personally, as an 18 years old boy, I believe it's because of the money. Everyone cares about money. So everyone wants to keep going his business. No one wants to stop. So, and second, it's because of time, because the war like spent like five or seven years. So the people, you know, start to get used to by the time. So most of the people who don't live in the Middle East, they don't have a good idea about what is the Arabs and 
they just have an idea about that they are Muslims. And you know about what Trump did said about Islam, so there's a lot of Islamophobia in the world. And a lot of, you know, the media have made that more famous. So the people start afraid more from Islamophobia and things like that. So every time when the people, you know, there's a lot of people, they think that we're the one who destroyed our country. When it comes to, to you as a member of the Greek society now, mm -hmm. have you faced any difficulties in order to join that new community, to join the new society? Do you feel an active member so of the first, society? First, not very much. I don't feel very much like I'm an active member. But I'm trying to be an active member. But the problems is first language. Second is the un-understanding. As I said before, you know, the, the people afraid from what they don't understand. So that didn't happen with a lot of people. There's a lot of good people here, very good people who really want to help. But the thing, the third thing is the close-minded, the people who don't understand what's happening. And fourth thing for me is democracy, which is everyone have the freedom to do whatever he want. So that's make us almost blind because no one is pushing us to do the things. They're just like leaving us. You can do whatever you want. You can watch him dying, that's fine. You can, you can, if someone's suffering, you can leave. It's your choice. Do you think that this is a matter of democracy though? It's not directly, but it's have, you know, connection with democracy and freedom. Mm -hmm. Because when you give the people the freedom to do whatever they want, you know, like a very big part of them or, or almost the majority, you know, they will like not care. Because most of them, they don't have the informations because they already have the freedom, so no one told them that there's something's happening. So they just like had the freedom from the beginning, so they don't even know. And they're like caring about other things. And what makes me believe in that? Because there's a lot of people, you know, when we start to speak about our situations, you know, like they start to cry. When, when that makes me feel very much strange, why? Because technically it was the first time that they hear about our situations. Which is, you know, make me very much shocked. Because like the war spent seven years and it's still going. There's still people dying, children's dying, babies dying, mothers dying. And there's people is hurting about that for the first time. Which is, for me, it's, you know, very shocking thing. You know, and it's, you know, like, all, sometimes I feel myself broken when I understand that.
Thank you so much more for being on the show and for sharing your story with us. Of course, a big thank you goes to you for listening to our show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and let us know what you think about our podcast. We can only make it better with your help. The Undocumented is produced as part of the Silence Hate Project by Media Diversity Institute and supported by the European Commission.